What's up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of uh, Real Game with the Crits and Boy Chin. What's going on, everybody? What's up, y'all? This is episode number 12 for us. Getting up there. Hope y'all are having a blessed week, an even better day. Hope everything is going well for y'all out there, man. Uh, Dimitri, how you doing today, brother? How you feeling? I can't. Yeah, I, I can't complain, brother. I'm doing I'm I'm doing pretty good today. You know, uh today is what Thursday. So yes, sir. um yeah, throwback Thursday. I ain't got no throwbacks for y'all today, Indeed. but uh <laughs> but yeah, I'm good, man. You know, looking forward to getting into this show today. Yes, sir. How's uh how you feeling? How how you feeling on your side on your side of things? I'm good, man. Another day, another dollar, you know, can't complain. Everything's going good for me right now. So, you know, working on some things, trying to stay focused, trying to always get better, right? That's the goal. So, um, no complaints, man. Absolutely, brother. I hear that. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't fault you for not complaining. Ain't nobody going to really listen, help you yeah. out with that anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> if I complain, then I go listen. So it don't matter. <laughs> you got plans for the weekend, man? Exactly. What you got up? Uh, nah, man, I'm just playing it low key, you know, not, not doing too much this weekend. Um, you know, uh, probably just try to be a little productive as always, but to be quite honest with you, man, these days I just play it real cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, same. What's on your agenda? I got to work. Um, that's about it, man. I think I just got to work Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, normally I want Saturdays, but I had something to do Sunday. So I could be off at one o'clock. So when my manager asked if I could uh, come work on Saturday, and I was like, "Sure." So uh, just working, man. Nothing, nothing else. That's it. Works out. Yes, yeah, sir. Everything works out. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. That's what it is, man. That's what it is. Sir, let's get into it if you're ready. So um, we can talk. Let's talk about man. Let's get the, it. The hottest team in the league right now, man. The hottest team in the league on the eight game. Let's go. Now. The New York Knickerbockers are on the eight-game winning streak, man. Like, this is crazy. I mean, we haven't seen this one in the Knicks since, what, 2012, 2013? It's been a while. Since we that was the last time they got into the, into the playoffs. Yeah, this is the last time we see the Knicks on the tear. They're currently in the playoff race firmly. You know, with the fifth seed right now in the playoffs. So, I know Demetrius is a huge Knicks Number fan. Four. I know he is uh, excited, man. Demetrius, how you feeling? You know, the Knicks are actually in the fourth seed after beating the Hawks last night. So, you guys look... Primed and ready for a playoff spot, man. It's been a while. Man, what? It's been a long damn while. And I'm going to let everybody know about it, too, because everybody let my ass know when we've been stinking up the joint for the past eight years, and now we lighting up the joint. Not the real joint, but we lighting up the joint in the league. Eight in a row, baby. Let's go. But you know what, man? It's all about the type of brand you play. Granted, you know what I'm saying? We just dusted off the Hawks. Yeah, we swept them. All three times we saw them this year, we beat them. I'm, I'm so happy about that. But, you know, they, they did lose Trey Young. So, you know, I hope he uh, has a, a, a speedy recovery. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Trey. Hopefully he gets back right. He had a, a bad ankle uh, injury in the game against us um, this past game. So, you know, that's terrible. But... I'm happy that my guys are able to get it done. It took overtime, but you know, we dealt with our injuries as well. So I'm just glad that, you know, um, we were able to get this win. And I'm glad that we are finally back in business. We haven't necessarily won anything yet. So I'm not gonna just say, you know, the Knicks are, are necessarily back, but we are, you know, 
taking the taking the league by notice and the world, if you will. And the league is always better when the Knicks are winning, right? That's what they say, man. I don't know if I agree with that. No, I'm That's what they say. <laughs> the, the league is better when the Knicks are winning. No, it's good though for a, a big market team like that to to really be get some attention, man. And for the past, you know, better part of a decade, they've been getting attention for the wrong reasons. Now they're finally, you know, getting attention for the right reasons. Shout out to a uh, big Julius Randle, man. He's gonna be the most Ooh. important player in the league. I mean, he put up again what forty again last night. Boy, he has been on a tear. Yeah, man, I'm so ecstatic about what my boys are doing. The Knicks are killing it right now. You know what I'm saying? We were staking up the joint for the last eight years. Now we lighten up the joint. Well, not necessarily lighten up the joint, but we're lighting up the NBA. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited about it, man. I can't believe what's going on because with Tom Thibodeau, uh, as the head coach, I didn't necessarily think that we were going to uh, succeed so early on in his tenure, you know, with the Knicks. I thought, you know, it was going to take maybe about two, three years, you know, to get it right. But, man, he's coming, really done a fantastic job. Has Julius Randle playing like a, a legitimate superstar. I mean, he's already an all-star. You know, he was an all-star this year, obviously. But, I mean, there's a difference between an all-star and like a superstar. And right now, he's playing on like a superstar uh, level. So, you know, credit to Tom, credit to the entire Knicks organization, credit to the Knicks players that have bought into the system, man. You guys, like I said, I post a, t uh, a, a picture on Twitter every time the Knicks win, me sleeping good as hell in, in Cabo. I'm gonna keep posting it every time they win, I'm posting it, dog. Because when I don't, you know, when we don't win, the dicks don't win. I, I'm miserable at night. So <laughs> when they do win, I gotta show y'all, you know, pretty much how I sleep at night. So keep winning, please. Yeah, man. And you know what's crazy? I was uh, critical of Tibbs. Well, not, I was just, I didn't think the signing was good. You know, he's kind of, he's been all right, but I didn't think it was what they needed. But he actually is what they needed. You know, he's, as you said, succeeded a lot earlier in his tenure that many, that many, earlier than many would expect it. I mean, what he's doing with Julius Randle, RJ Barrett's knocking down shots. You got IQ, Emmanuel quickly out there knocking down shots. I mean, this is, this is kind of unbelievable, man. I, I did not expect to see this type of, you know, the production from the Knicks, but shout out to them, man, and shout out to everything they got going on. Hopefully they can hold on to that fourth spot right now. They're uh, a yeah. half game up on the, the Hawks for the fifth seed. But they beat the Hawks last night, so they now have a tiebreaker, right? Um, yeah, exactly. So, but, but and, and that's the thing. It's like the, the race is so close that if we lose, you know, our next game and the Hawks win, they're right back in the fourth spot, so. I mean, the race between four and uh, seven is really tight. Really, we tight. got uh, basically. I mean, the Heat are our game and they have back. So does our game back. So, I mean, this can change in a matter of you know a game or two. So, yeah, so you guys really got to stay you know stay strong and stay committed to this. So, um, but that game last night with the Hawks, kind of I didn't get to watch it, but it was back and forth game, man. Kind of give you like a playoff feel. Oh yeah, absolutely. It definitely did. Um, for the simple fact that you know it was also very physical. Um, like I mentioned, you know. Uh, Nerland Noel. Nerland's Noel had got banged up. Uh, Taj Gibson, uh, like a lacerated eye, eye or something like that. Or I don't know what it was, but he got poked in the eye uh, on a shot attempt. And, uh, you know, he had to leave the game. 
So we were down two centers at one point, had to uh, had our, our reserve big man, Norvell Pell. <laughs> a lot of y'all probably don't know who the hell he is, but uh, just to let you know a little bit about him, just know that he's on his second or was on his second 10-day contract. So um, I think he did well enough to where the Knicks are going to go ahead and give him a contract for the rest of the season. And also, we just need depth at that position. So uh, that's, you know, just the type of feel it was. It was a real grinded out, physical, um, back and forth game. Trey Young, like I said earlier, you know, he he uh, he got he went down with a bad ankle injury. So, um, you know, hopefully he, he bounces back for the Hawks because they're going to definitely need him. Talk about another team that needs to have all their players healthy and ready to roll when the playoffs come around. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, you know, a big thing for me is that, of course, Julius Randle is not going to always be on his, on his game. RJ Barrett is kind of streaky. You know, he'll have some, some great games. He'll have some, some games where he looks really lost and not confident in his shot. And then, you know, that's where you need your, your players like Reggie Bullock, who, who's a, a great three-point shooter to step up. That's where you need guys like Derrick Rose to give you 20 points on an odd night. You know, we're going to get Alec uh, Burks back at some point. Uh, he, he should be, you know, good to go soon. Hopefully he was in the, uh, the I think, the uh, health and safety protocol, little 10-day um, uh, holding period, if you will. So, you know, we got some guys that can step up, but that's going to be a key when, when you get into the playoffs because you're going to be playing teams, you know, four games in a row or not in a row, but, you know, four games. So they're going to adjust to your your players' uh, you know style of play. So hopefully we can be consistent, keep this hot streak going into the playoffs. Looking at the schedule, I say that we could probably end the season um, 500 or maybe a couple games above uh, 500. With and I'm talking about the last you know half of the the schedule. It's about I think 12 games left to go for the Knicks. Um, so yeah, you know, I I hope they are able to 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 continue this high streak for sure. Yeah, and uh, for the Hawks in this, uh, since you guys are kind of going back to back, Jocelyn for playoff position, uh, they lost Trey Young, so hopefully he's not out too long. You know, hopefully, like you mentioned earlier, he can come back soon. And uh, Clint Capella has been a really good for. I mean, he's going to the next level for those guys this year, man. He's really helped take his game to the next level. You know, they they got to get Chris Dunn back, get him back. He hasn't played all season, so. They need him for defensive purposes, and uh, hopefully, you know, they could. They, I mean, this will be the first playoff appearance in a while. So, um, for both teams, young teams, but seem like they're both headed in the right direction. So, you know, very good for them. All right, Dimitri, Steph Curry, he has been on a tear. Ooh. He didn't have a, he had a little down game last night, but over the past few games, I man, he's been going <laughs> absolutely insane. He's had over what I think it's 73 pointers made in the last about. 10 games or so. I mean, he's been on fire. They winning games. They were, um, they won like seven games or something uh, in that stretch, man. Like he has just been on another level. Should he deserve, I mean, some MVP talk? I know Jokic and uh, Embiid are probably the guys at the top, but should Steph Curry be at that race? I mean, at, at the top of the race, I guess. Absolutely, true. man. Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt about it. In fact, he should probably win it simply because he's playing at the highest level on a team that's probably, you know, uh, 
going to be the worst team in the league if he's not playing, you know, as many games as he's already played this year. So take him away. They're obviously nowhere near the, the playoff picture. And they're, like I said, probably top five worst teams in the league. Um, if you look at MB, you take him away from Philly, they still are dominant enough to, you know, be a top five team in the in the East. Um, and, and whoever else, you, you know, you want to put in that category of MVP status, like, Steph Curry has done it his way, and he's done it consistently without much help at all. I mean, Draymond Green, you know, he can still contribute. He's still a great playmaker, a double-double guy, you know, won every maybe six games or so. But, man, Steph Curry is playing out of his damn mind, and especially with the criticism that he, for for whatever reason, you know, uh, had <clears throat> had taken early on in the season – um, about his level of play and how, you know, Golden State was just flopping. But, man, you got to give that guy his flowers, man. He, yeah. He's, you know, undoubtedly one of the best players in the league right now. And, and yeah, I got him sitting at the number one spot in terms of MVP. Earlier in the year, it was more so like LeBron, AD, you know. But I definitely got Steph at the top right now. I'm trying to pull up his numbers from the last – 10 games or so. I don't know why this thing is giving me a hard time. Um, trying to yeah, I tell you what, his numbers, you, you know, I'm sure you're going to find it, but all I'm going to say is they're astronomical right now. They are. Astronomical. <laughs> astronomical. That's a big word. That's the word of the day, astronomical. Now, he's averaging uh, 31 points a game now, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, leads the league. Um, yeah, that does lead the league, I believe, by like I don't even know, like maybe a half a point or a point or something like that. Yeah, man. And, and just looking, I mean, it's we've, I mean, we, we've seen stretches from him before, um, but this is something I don't think we've ever seen from this guy. Like he's not done this before, man. And this is crazy. Like to, I was watching that Celtics game the other day, and it's a shame they lost it. And you know, shout out to Jason Tatum because he had forty four in that game, and he really was dominant, but. This stretch we've seen from Steph, man. I mean, he's just he's just out there pulling from down near half court and making it every time. It's not even not even fair. You know, he's he's just pretty much doing what what you know what we can't even call him Steph Curry during this show. The man's name is Chef Curry right now. He, Chef Curry. He, he's Chef Curry right now. So I'm and, and you know what? Going forward for the rest of this season, he's Chef Curry to me. Chef Curry with the sauce, boy, with the pot, boy, man. And with the pot, with the rock, with everything, he's killing it right now, man. So definitely got to give him the MVP if the season were to end today. But, uh, you know, I would give some votes to my guy, Julius Randle, too. I ain't going – I'm not going to lie to you. Wow, Juice Randle with some MVP votes, huh? With some MVP votes. He deserves it, too. You know, you take him away from, from the Knicks, we damn sure ain't sitting at number four right now. And he's played damn near every game. Except for like maybe one game. That's the mo that's another thing you have to take into account. You know, when, when talking when talking about uh you know, those type of things, it's like MVP and all of that, you know, it, it's it's pretty much like you gotta look at okay, has this player not sat out, you know, due to quote unquote rest? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How durable Low management. <laughs> Low management, you know what I mean? So yeah. That's that's why Julius deserves some MVP votes, in my opinion. You know, what I mean, I, I can't uh, can't really deny that. Um, I mean, Golden State. If you look at them without 
without Curry, right? They are currently they're currently ninth in the in the West. So they're fighting for a play playing game, which if I if I if that's a team I don't want to play in a playing situation. I mean, I, I want to avoid them at all costs. Because <laughs> no, nah, you don't want that guy to go get hot, and then what you gonna do? Nothing lose. And <laughs> <laughs> nothing you could do with that. You go just lose. I mean, nothing you can't do. Okay, I got I do have his stats from the past few games. So I mean, looking at these numbers, man, 37, 41, 32, 38, 53, 42, 33, 47, 49. I mean, that's just this is going back to April 4th against the Hawks. It's a lot of math, people. Three-pointers, you know. He's hit 10 three-pointers, 11 three-pointers, 11 three-pointers, 10 three-pointers. Like, that's that's insane. Eight three-pointers, like, that's insane, man. Like, crazy. <sighs> crazy, wow. brother. And, and think, look, guess what? It's only going to get worse when 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 uh when that boy Clayton come back. Oh, man. I hope man, he can come Clay. back okay, man. He hasn't played in, what, two years now, so I hope he can come back, you know. I know. And here's the thing. It's going to be so different watching him play, man. You, It's almost going to be like when Paul George snapped his leg, right, and came back, and people were just like, <gasps> with every leap he took, every every hop step, euro step, whatever you want to call it, any anything putting pressure on his legs, people were just like, yo, I wonder if, you know, he's going to be all right. So. Definitely going to um, be the same with Clay, but luckily for him, you know, throughout his career, he's he hasn't put a lot of stress on like his his lower body per se in terms of like you know uh, dunking um, things like that. You know, coming down hard on on your legs, man, on your joints. Um, so we'll see how it works out for him. Yeah, you're right. But just having an ACL injury and then Achilles injuries back to back, man. I mean, that's a killer. So he's not a guy that that needs, um, you know, he's not a like you see, not a jumper. He's a good defender. I hope that doesn't take away from his defense and that he can uh, move around on screens uh, like he like he was in the, in the past. So we'll see how that affects him. Um, all right, crazy situation. So Sterling Brown, he plays for the Rockets, and then uh, Kevin Porter Jr. He plays for the Rockets as well. They were both out at a strip club one night um, in Miami. So I guess they were playing the Heat and they were in Miami, Miami at a stri- in the strip club, which is, I guess they both vaccinated because I didn't even know players could do this. They can't. <laughs> uh, yes. So I, di- I didn't know they could do this, actually. These guys were vaccinated and they were able to go to the club. But anyway, so Sterling Brown, it says it looks like he tried to enter the wrong uh, sprinter van uh, one night after leaving the club and then some guys... I guess it led to an altercation and whatever, and uh, some guys were beating him up. And uh, it looks like Kevin Porter Jr., who is a second-year player, I believe, came and uh, saved him. Helped the brother out. Yeah, he did. I mean, he, he really helped Sterling Brown in the situation. Um, so I mean, that's being a good teammate. But goodness, this is a crazy situation, man. Like, guys, you gotta just, you know, be stay be careful, man. Like, dude could almost lost his life. Yeah, for sure. I like you said. I don't even know how they were in the clubs, you know, doing all of that. But uh, that's another situation because the league obviously is gonna look into that. So, yeah. um, you know, hopefully uh, Sterling bounces back. You know, he was doing pretty okay for Houston, um, and uh, you know, speedy recovery to him, man. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to that. All right, over to the NFL. Unless you got anything else on the league you want to talk about? Let's go Knicks. All right, there you hear it. There you have it. All right, so um, the draft is coming up next week. So uh, I know last week we talked about what the guys should do. So a week away from the draft, we'll 
maybe get it again next week. Uh, but if we don't get it in next week, right now, Dimitri, at the number four pick, was the number four pick in the 2011 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select. Who are they going with? Man, they're going to go with... Uh... <clears throat> They're gonna go with Slater if he's there. Slater. Yeah, they'll they'll go with Slater. They're gonna pick an old lineman because I don't think I don't know if if uh, he may be there. You know, um, was Sewell? That's how you pronounce his last I think name. He will, because uh, <laughs> it looks like quarterbacks are going one, two, and three. So he will definitely be there. So if it's not if it's not Sewell, then definitely Slater. I think they're gonna go old offensive lineman. If you go with Kyle Pitts at this point, you know. Um, you're probably going to do yourself a disjustice, um, even though he's the most sexiest pick if he's available at number four. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you got to go all lineman. So either Panasul or uh, or uh, Slater. Which, which, yeah, Slater. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think, man, that uh, they're going to take. They should take a quarterback. I mean, I really think they should take Justin Fields at number four. I don't know if they will because of Matt Ryan, which I don't think it should stop him, but I think it will stop him. So number four, man, I, I'm going with Kyle Pitts. I think they're going to go with Kyle Pitts at number four. I, I really do. Um, it's, you know, the Falcons have a tendency of going sexy. They traded up for Julio Jones. They selected Kyle really in the first round before. So mm-hmm. they got here still with a sexy pick, man. I don't think it's the best pick, but, you know, it's they like to do. So, yeah, I can see that being possible. <clears throat> All right, Demetri, with the number seven pick in the NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select. Who you, who you got the Lions taking? I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, boy. Which which, which, I know is the percentage of that, you know, being true is unlikely, but they're going wide receiver for sure. Um, you know, you, you'd like to think that Jamar Chase will be there and they, they'll pick him, but, you know, I'm going to go a little bit of, un, 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 I'm going to go with a little bit of an unpredictable uh, draft selection for them and, and say, uh, Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith? Michi sure is going to make my damn head explode. Boy, they take them <laughs> to I will not be happy. All right, with the number seven pick, I think... Actually, I have... I'm, they're going to trade back. I think they're... The draft is going to shake out weird, man, and they're going to trade back, and then after that, they'll select Micah, Parkin, Micah Parsons where they trade back and select wow, him wow. at the linebacker out of Penn State. So that's where I'm going there. And Dimitri, okay. with the number 11 pick in the 2011 NFL draft, the New York Giants select... Uh, I think I'm going to, I'm, I may be a little disappointed when they do this, but I think the New York Giants are going to select Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher out of Miami, who uh, his stock went up a little bit um, from his uh, his pro day, um, <clears throat> and his counterpart uh, Gregory Rizzo didn't shine bright, so mm-hmm. Rizzo's stock went down, Phillips' stock went up, the Giants need an edge rusher. You know, but but quite honestly, they could go either way. You know, they'll probably go. They could go Michael Parsons. I know you said you know a scenario where Detroit trades back and all this, but they could go Parsons. But uh, the, the it, it's trending towards Jalen Phillips right now. Who you got for my guys? Okay, for the Giants, you know what, man? They're going Devonta Smith. I know they just got Kenny Galladay in free agency, but they're gonna load up. They're gonna give uh, Danny Dimes all the weapons he needs to be successful. Gotta take a top receiver in the draft, so I'm, I'm gonna go with Devontae Smith. And he was at the Knicks on. game too recently, and with the Yankees uh, cap on. I'm there like, you what's go. going on? What the, there you what go. The, He's getting ready. I wouldn't be upset with the pick at all. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, yeah. To be honest, this is probably the first draft that I wouldn't be upset with them picking 
any player at 11. However, if they did go edge rusher, I would prefer it to be a second round pick because Jalen Phillips has a history of like concussions. Yeah, that's kind so, of good. So yeah, so that's the big story around him now, right? Injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So without the injuries, they're saying he's a certified top 10 pick. With the injury situation, he's more so a second rounder. So in that case, I would prefer them to take him in the second round. But whoever they pick at 11 is probably going to be a win either way. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Um, I mean, when you're, you know, a, a, a friends playoff team last year, you know, they, they got some good guys in a uh, free agency. So um, at this point, it's just kind of stockpiling and, and getting improving, you know, so. Uh, one more game added this year, so maybe they'll finish at 500, or I guess they can finish at 500. They have, uh, they'll finish above 500, 17 game schedule. So uh, we'll see what the, the Giants do. Um, those are, I guess, the picks for the teams that we kind of follow the most. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Dimitri, now there's been a lot of talk about the quarterbacks, and this is one of the better quarterback drafts in a while. Who knows how it will shake out in the future? You know, mm-hmm. there's always there have been classes like this before where the guys are just really good. Right, right. Never, never pans out. So I'm um, getting, but there are five quarterbacks that are slated to go in the first round, just like it was it three years ago, was it 2018? I think it was with uh, you had um, goddamn, uh, what's the guy's name from Cleveland? Baker uh, Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, yeah, yeah, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, um, Lamar Jackson were all drafted that year. So, uh, yeah, Dan, Daniel, uh, was Daniel Jones drafted that, that year as well? I think he was the next year, 29. Next year, right? Yeah, I yes, think he yeah. was the next year. Yeah. So, um, but saying that, Dimitri, how do you think that the, the draft order will shake up for the quarterbacks this year, one through five? You know, you got Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and uh, Justin Fields. How do you think that five will shake out? Uh, the first three. The first two are definitely going to go the way they're supposed to go. Trevor to Duval, Zach to the Big Apple. Now, the last three is where it gets tricky because you'd like to think that 49ers are going to go with Justin Fields at number uh, three. And then Atlanta, you know, kind of just does, you know, whatever they're going to do. But, um, it just depends on if Atlanta really likes Justin Fields. You know, if they really like Justin Fields, then they'll do whatever, you know, to make sure they get him. But um, I don't I don't see how the 49ers could let Justin Fields, you know, go if he's still on the board when they pick. So I'm going to go, you know, the order is going to be Trevor, Zach, Justin Fields, obviously Mac Jones because he's just so hyped up which I would take Trey Lance over him, honestly. Just natural physique, athleticism, probably arm power, all of that. So he's probably not as accurate, obviously, and can't read a defense as well, necessarily. At least that's what we're assuming. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely going uh, Trevor, Zach, Justin, Mack. Oh, you you like how that rhyme now. Trevor, Zach, Justin, Mack. Mac Jones. <laughs> who? You know who it is, Mac, Mac Jones. <laughs> hey, uh-huh. when he becomes a bus, I'm gonna be like, who? Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah. So then I got Trey Lance. You know, at number five. Okay. So um, I'm gonna go. Obviously, Trevor number one. Zach number two, which I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think he's better than 
I don't know where this happened. I mean, it all year was Justin and Trevor. Trevor was going one, obviously. I mean, he's been number one since he was a freshman. And it was Justin. And I don't know what it was, Bro. what happened that Justin just dropped and Zach got that second spot. Man. But Zach Wilson is not better than Justin Fields. But Politics. You know yeah. Yeah. Politics. Which is crazy because, I mean, this dude is immensely talented. And the Jets are going to pass on Justin Fields for Zach Wilson. Yeah, okay. Good luck with that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that's why the Jets are the Jets, right? Facts. And that's why I'm not the a fan of the Jets. <laughs> and that's pe people always wonder why teams lose and why they're on it always in that because they do stuff like that. But whatever. All right, number three, I don't think the the only thing, the only reason I say they they may take Mac Jones ahead of Justin Fields at number three of your San Francisco is because Kyle Shanahan had success with Matt Ryan, and Mac Jones and Matt Ryan are similar quarterbacks. So with that being said, I, I, and he had Kirk Cousins who is a little similar as well. So with that being said. He may go Mac Jones for that simple reason. I think it should be Trent, uh, Justin Fields, but I do think they're going to take Mac Jones there at three. And then four, it'll be Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields. So Justin Fields will probably go to Atlanta, or some team will probably trade up, man. I mean, you, gotta, you let a guy like that. If, if I'm Atlanta, I'm taking any call I can. I'm calling Denver. Denver needs a quarterback. Anybody who needs a quarterback. You can have this number four pick. What do you want for it? Because Atlanta, I don't get the sense they're going to take him. And this Kyle Pitts buzz is not come out, coming out of nowhere. Um, and at five, I think, obviously, Cincinnati's not going to take him. The Eagles, they have Jalen Hurts. So they're not going to take him. But Which, actually, no, the Dolphins had a six pick. So the Dolphins definitely are going to take him. They have their quarterback. I don't think the Lions are going to take him. Honestly, I don't I don't see them taking I think they should take a quarterback. I don't think they will. So um, Fields and... And Lance may drop out of the top 10 unless someone trades up. I was just going to say, which, in fact, you know, of course, you heard Philly is not trying to commit to Jalen Hurts necessarily as the starting quarterback. I'm like, who else do they have over there to compete with him for the for the starting position? Yeah. Unless you draft somebody, right. you know, um, which it, it could be a Trey Lance. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. the one to most likely fall out of the the first round or, or not necessarily first round, but um, – Outside of the top, you know, like, yeah. you know, five or ten, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, that kind of is alarming. But uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that shakes up. Yeah, it is. I, um, I'm i just surprised, man, that, that, I mean, Justin Fields, I mean, he may, unless the team trades up, I don't see, I don't know. Denver could take him at nine because they need a quarterback. So, maybe that's a spot where he ends up at nine at Denver. But, I mean, if he uh. doesn't go at – three to San Francisco, unless somebody trades up, I don't know who would take him. I really don't, you know, so yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. In Carolina, they, they took their quarterback, so I don't see them. They, I mean, they got Sam Darnold, so I don't see them drafting a quarterback either, so um, but I do, I guess I should answer the question the order will go Lawrence, Wilson, Jones, uh, Fields, and then Lance at uh, number five. Um, there it is. There it is. So, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, quarterback for the Saints, was arrested, was pulled over the other day, and um, he had a gun on his waist, um, but on the inside of his waist. And so I guess the cop told him he's going to shoot his... Uh... His eggplant off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. The cop told him he was going to shoot his eggplant off because he had a gun uh, in his waist. Well, dude, what are you... <laughs> you don't have a holster, bro? Like, you just going to keep a gun in your damn waist like that? Knowing the shit can fire? Like... He's thugging it out, bro. 
At least took it out the right way, bro. Get you a holster, bro. Right, right, right. You, if you could afford a gun, bro, you could definitely afford a holster. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's if you plan on, like, really carrying it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Plaxico Burris. I know y'all heard of him before. Yeah, you have. You have heard so, of Plaxico Burris before. You know, if, if not for anything, all football players should know. Let me keep this thing in a holster. Just so you can protect yourself and people you riding in the car with as well, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's common sense, people. You, yeah. you are a NFL star. <laughs> Come on, man. What are we doing? It's 2021. Get somebody else to carry it for you, rather. Exactly, man. You know. You know what I'm saying? And then the cop finally recognized him. And it's like, bro, like, you got to, you can't be doing this, man. Like, I know you want to be, be to state protection, but if you got somebody, oh, you had them carry the guns, you don't carry it, like you said, so you don't get in trouble, so you don't put yourself in a bad spot. He was arrested on a, he was arrested for, and charged with carrying a concealed weapon and receiving stolen property. Um, so I silly charges, man. Silly charges that you didn't need, man. You didn't need it. Now you know you're gonna be up for an extension. You know these teams use anything, anything they have to uh, not pay you. So. Exactly. You don't want this to show up and they say, oh, well, what about that charge you had? Was that going to, you know, like you don't want to give these guys any reason to not, to, to, to do you any harm, man. Like, so. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you, which, which kind of rolls into another situation. Um, you know, it, it's like the NFL, man, you got to think about it. I mean, granted the NBA, you know, we just spoke about a knucklehead situation, but at least, Sterling Brown didn't cause that yeah. situation to necessarily happen, at least from the details that we have so far. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you talk about Marshawn, and then, you know, if you want to touch base on Alden Smith. Yeah, Alden Smith, who was booked. Booked. Louisiana. <laughs> booked in Louisiana on uh, battery charges, man. What? What? Then Alden Smith was a guy who, who cannot stay out of trouble. He's been in trouble his entire career. He was really good with the 49ers. Couldn't stay out of trouble. Got released. Now he gets a chance with the Cowboys. Then gets a chance with the Cowboys. Does well. Goes to Seattle. Now he's in trouble again. Like, this guy just... What? So he's trying to second-degree battery, but he don't stay out of trouble. What do you say? Go ahead. What's funny is that it always is Seattle. Everything always happens when they land in Seattle. You know what I'm saying? But this also makes you appreciate Josh Gordon a little bit more because it's like at least his situation is, you know, he really needs like personal help with a, a substance or whatever. Whatever that substance is, obviously, you know, people are saying it's weed, which I mean, it probably is weed, but um, <clears throat> or marijuana or whatever. But uh, with with uh, Alden Smith, it's like, bro, this is this is like violence. Like you choosing violence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He chose violence. <laughs> And I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm just laughing because, you know, all right, it is funny that he keeps getting into trouble. But it's not funny the type of trouble he's getting into is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because I'm not going to laugh at a person that's struggling, but I am going to laugh that you keep making the same, you know, uh, mistakes at a grown man's age. You have the resources to get help. You have money you know, to support yourself and to live a, a, a great lifestyle. That's why I'm laughing, because you fumbling the bag, brother. Big time. Fumbling the bag, big time. That's not, that's not what you're supposed to do, man. So uh, he's charged, like I said, sec- second-degree battery because the 
who the victim was rendered unconscious and they were taken to the hospital, but they did not stay overnight. Um, mm. So it looks like he faces a fine up to $2,000 and or up to eight years in prison. So Wow. Don't want that at all, man. From NFL started prison. Now you don't want that. Wow. That's incredible. And this is crazy. Uh, he just signed a deal two days earlier. Two days before the alleged incident happened, he signed a deal with the Seahawks. That's what I'm saying. He should have never went to Seattle. They would have never known. <laughs> Not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I got you. <laughs> All right, man. Well, stay out of trouble, guys. Please. Please, man. Please, man. It's it's getting it's getting ridiculous, fellas. It is. All right, man. Anything else on the sports before we hop off to other stuff real quick? Uh no, nah, man. I'm just really excited about um, you know, the latter part of the NBA season. I'm I'm excited, obviously, because the Knicks are winning. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see how everything goes with that. I'm ready to see this NFL draft, obviously. So we could stop speculating. And you know, it's so funny how every year this happens. You get the who they gonna pick, who they gonna pick, yeah. oh, they gonna pick this person, that person. Then you just in a situation where you don't know who the hell they're gonna pick. And it's funny because the NFL loves it. They want like this storyline oh, yeah. to continue to build. And, oh yeah. And you know what I'm saying? But it's like it really isn't that complicated. Like a lot of people overthink it, you know try to diff- bring up different uh, trade scenarios for teams to move up or down. You know, I'm just ready for it to happen so we can stop, like, speculating. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, one more thing I want to say on NBA. Can, uh, the Detroit Pistons, like, you know, listen, please, just please stop winning, please. Okay, I know it's going <laughs> to sound crazy. I, I, I don't know what to do. Like, they sat. All the players, all the good players, and they still won them the other night against the Cavs after blowing the lead. Listen, I know you guys, the rookies, they got to play, they got to play. But if you ain't a rookie and you just ain't a scrub, I can't see y'all turning the court, man. I know you go, y'all gonna call me crazy for saying that, but guys, listen, this is the first time that this franchise has decided to tank and do it the right way. We just need one <laughs> draft of a really good player, and we're at the bottom of the bottom of the standings in the league. We just need, just please hold off a little bit. I know yeah. we are tied with the Magic, I think, for, like, the fourth spot. We have one more loss. So, uh, they're 18 and 40. We're 18 and 41. And they're bad. They probably won't many, win many more games. And I hope the Pistons don't either because I want Kay Cunningham or Jalen Suggs or Evan Mo- Somebody, please. We just need somebody, all right? We got Jeremy Grant, who had, had a really good year. Sadiq Bey has been a good rookie. We've had Isaiah Stewart turn out to be a really good uh, revelation, man. Even Killian Hayes after coming back from injuries and the first seven games wasn't that good. He's come out to be really good. So, guys, just please, yeah. just chill out, all right? We get one of them guys, and they they we even in a better position and ready to roll. But just 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 chill out, chill out. Nah, I feel you on that, brother. Trust me, I know what you mean because the Knicks at one point was the same way. Even though even when we do have the worst record in the league, you know those the the lottery balls never fall our way necessarily. So. I, I gave up on that. That's why I'm so damn happy that R.J. Barrett is actually, like, you know, hooping because he was the highest pick that we've had since. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So since probably uh, – Porzingis, not, I think. Porzingis was, like, number four, Por- wasn't he? Yeah, Porzingis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But obviously, you know, that didn't work out. So yeah. it's like um, – and I'm glad, too. Porzingis, man, I can't stand his little – oh, I would jump up and slap him if I saw him right here today. 
because the way he left was so snakish, man. And that's a conversation for another day. But you know, I yeah, I'm I'm cool on him. Yeah, I understand, bro. Trust me, I understand him. All right, uh, over to some other our other topics. So I don't know. I didn't know how to feel. Kind of, I guess I would say it's kind of. I don't know. Bittersweet is the right word to use, but Derek Chauvin, mm-hmm. the uh, officer in Minneapolis, who was responsible for the death of George Floyd after he sat on his neck for of over eight minutes and uh, just had a smug look on his face, was found guilty on all three charges that he faced. So he will be facing time in prison. So, um, it, I don't. I, I the reason I say I don't know how to feel because it seems like. Everyone was celebrating and it was all excited. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be, but it's to the point where like we we shouldn't be excited. We shouldn't have to be excited for this because this is what should be done. This is justice that should have been served in the past and previous cases where officers killed African Americans or just killed people in general, and they were able to escape with no charges or they weren't found guilty of the charges. So while everyone's excited and celebrating and celebrating, we shouldn't have to. Because justice should be should always be served, and we should always be treated fairly, and, and black people, and that's that's a whole conversation itself of why we fear police and the rest of that. But just in this specific situ- situation, how many times have we seen, you know, a white cop get away with killing a, a black or African American, and nothing happens, you know, and then people get upset and they riot and, and protest, and they're like, well, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? But it's because we don't get justice, we don't feel like you know it's received, and. Honestly, I feel like this is a deeper problem that, that needs to be solved. And I hope this is the start of trying to trying to correct the deeper problem that is in society. But you know, man, I don't that's just how I felt about it. Um, how'd you feel? No, I mean, you very valid points. You know what I'm saying? Definitely valid, definitely understandable. And I'm the same. It's like, you know, you want to celebrate, right? For the fact that uh, like you said, justice was served and George Floyd's family could feel some sort of peace knowing that the man that killed their family member, you know, is is now going to be doing time. However, it's hard to celebrate it. And I, and I don't like to use the word celebrate because I don't like the fact that, you know, men can dictate or, or can, you know, pretty much send you to jail for life or, you know what I'm saying, like a jury and a judge. I, I hate that that's the case. But I it's hard for me to 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 be joyful about the uh, the verdict because black people, you know, I say this often, we have to hold ourselves accountable first when it comes to screaming Black Lives Matter, this, that, and the third. Like I said, I'm happy that Derek Chauvin, you know, is 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 arrested. He's facing time. I'm I'm good with that because he killed someone. You know, he took the life of another person. That's not okay. Only God has the ability or or should have the authority to do that. But at the same time, we can't keep, you know, shouting all of this, uh, support Black lives and this, that, and the third, and we're still killing each other. You know what I'm saying? We're working against each other. It's like we we have to understand we're on the same team. You know, we're all on the same team, and we have a purpose, and that purpose is to realize or not realize, but make people realize that Black Lives Matter, but also by setting the example. And the example is not killing each other and 
in the hood or, you know, not seeing a, a young girl got killed uh, by a straight bullet because it was a shootout. You know what I'm saying? Things like that don't strengthen your argument, man. So that's what I want people to understand is that, yeah, let's be happy about the situation of the officer going to jail. But let's also say, all right, let's take a step back, see how we can help each other out and, and get the message really across to the nation. So that's where I stand with it. I mean, and, and you know, you raised some good points there as well. Um, I know there are people fighting to to stop crime and stop violence in in, in the community, and that's something that you know we're always gonna have to face. We're always gonna have to fight for that, unfortunately. But you know, it's 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 just not easy, given the circumstances and the situations, you know. But I, we all have to agree and work together towards it. I mean, there's, there's going to be crime, right, regardless, but the amount of, is what we need to work on and reduce. And it seems like when there are times that we there there are no killings and there are times where things are good and going on, it just seems like something that happens to kind of rock the boat and it kind of changes and shifts things. So um, just got to keep working, man, and keep 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 that progress. You're right. Uh, we do, do have to take more accountability for that at times. At all, all times. I just at times, all times to do take more accountability and uh, work to, you know, help ourselves. But this is definitely a, it's in general, just a step in the right direction that justice was, was served, um, yeah. you know, and when it needed to be. So he will, he is, like I said, guilty on, on three charges, uh, murder, manslaughter. Um, there's one more there for him. So he can, <laughs> so he can face up to 40 years in jail. So he'll be in there for a little while. Uh, he'll be sentenced in about eight weeks. Uh, so second degree man, unintentional murder, third degree murder, and then second degree manslaughter. So yeah, he will um, be sentenced. I think they say eight weeks, but is was denied bond and immediately sent to uh, jail. So where he that's where he will be. That's where he will reside there. Um, he's he looked. I don't know if he looked shocked. I mean, he, I guess <laughs> he has seen it happen so many times. The guys got away. When it happened, he was so smug and he just didn't care. And now at the trial, you, you see his face, he looked all shocked. But yeah, that shows you how society feels. That shows you how police officers feel that they can get away with this and that nothing's going to happen. Because he's so shocked that he got convicted. He's like, what? He didn't know. So, yeah, definitely. And- <laughs> uh, like, you know, kind of what like what in the world situation. But uh, and then again, you know, this is just how we've been living. So, uh Wow. So uh, I don't know, man. And this doesn't bring back the life of George Floyd, right? So that's, that's what I'm saying. And this is tough because now his life is lost. And I'm gonna say this the coverage and things I've been seeing after this was is just it's disgusting. Nancy Pelosi going up in there telling George George Floyd sacrificed his life. I'm sorry, what? Right, right. That's no, crazy. he didn't. He didn't ask for this. He didn't sign up to be killed. He decided to be some damn martyr for this. No. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, crazy. you're not being turned into no damn martyr because some, some, some uh, police officer decided to to put his knee on his neck and kill him. No, that's not what this is about. And right. even the, the the Raiders gonna put up a I can breathe uh, post man. on Instagram. Like, this is disrespectful, man. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, this just this, right. this, this shit ain't a game, bro. Like, a man lost his life. Mm-hmm. People lose it. Like people are, I, I don't, I'm afraid when I see a police car riding around, man, like I try to feel like that. So this is not a game. This is people's real life. So like, let's not treat it like a game. And I saw Gunner and Sadie's made these ignorant ass statements and that, that I've been seeing, like, it's just ridiculous. 
and even like my high school. So the prosecutor, um, Keith Ellison, went to my high school, UD Jesuit, back in Detroit. He's a one state grad. And I have to go on the alumni Facebook page and see all these ignorant ass people. Uh, he's the attorney general in Minnesota, in Minneapolis. I'm sorry. But regardless, I just see these uh, people. Um, and, 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 and the post really wasn't even political left or right. It was just someone congratulating him for, you know, putting the right team in, involved, putting the right team out there to help get the conviction. That's all I said. And he's just ignorant ass people, man, like making these ugly comments. And I did not appreciate that. Like nobody should like, like if that's what comes to mind is for the first thing when someone is, is convicted of a crime, if, if what you have to come up with, the best thing you can do is say something ignorant, just don't say anything at all. Right. Like we don't need that. Just, just, yeah. just keep that to yourself. I agree. I totally agree, man. And I'm glad you, you know, I uh, was able to express that because you know what I'm saying? That is something that people need to understand is that, you know, this isn't something to be played with. You know, this is this is real life, man. Yeah. Real life. So I'm glad you you you, you shared that with the people for sure. All right. And uh another on another another um this is why on the same day, right? We get this and then something else happens. So we in Ohio, a 16-year-old girl was shot by police. So I've been trying to read up on the story, and it seems as if um she was in a in an altercation with some other uh, ladies. Uh, she was a sixteen year old girl in an altercation with other ladies, and she was had a knife. And it looks like uh, she was attempting to stab her, is what to see and what I read. And uh, she was ultimately shot by a police officer. Her name is Makaya Makaya Bryant. She's sixteen years old, and she was uh, fatally shot by police. Terrible. Uh, the officer's name was Andre Hill. He's a 47-year-old black man. This situation is tough. I, because, I, and the reason I say that is because, you know, she's posing a threat. I know police officers are told to, you know, handle the situation. But at the same time, how many times have we seen, you know, mass shootings come out with guys in hand? Because you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a tough situation to kind of gauge and, and, and involve in. I guess I'm in that situation. With someone with a knife and they're attacking others, what do you really do? You know, right? So she lost her life, and that, that that's that's just terrible that we lost another life doing something like this. Yeah, it is wild. I mean, it's so wild that it, it it's really wild because it happened in the same the day of the verdict. You know, of uh, Derek, uh, um, the uh, the verdict of uh, the George Floyd case. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like People wanted to celebrate, but then, you know, you hear about that tragic news and it's it's crazy, man. And it's, it's sad, man, because it's like, first of all, you know, these young ladies shouldn't be, whatever the altercation was, I guarantee you it wasn't as serious as it should have, you know, ended up being. Um, so, you know, it's sad to see that they were involved in that situation and even more sad that the officer, you know, had, you know he shot and killed the young lady uh, some people think it's justified. Others, obviously, you know, are saying that it's not. I can, I, I need more information on it to say whether or not the officer was, was 100% wrong or not. Me personally, I'm thinking, okay, maybe he could have, you know, maybe sent off a warning shot or perhaps shot her in the leg. I don't know. You know, 
it's one of these things that I wish we didn't even have to really discuss because yeah, I agree. It, it's it's terrible, man. It really yeah. is. No, man, I agree one hundred percent. Um, sad, man. I just that we do have to talk about this, and maybe we need to get uh, no a lawyer on, a former police officer on, to talk about these situations and what you should do in this situation, man. I, I, I mean, I know this particular situation is tough just because she had a knife, you know, so, but I don't know, man, that's tough, you know, I mean. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is, man. It really is. All right, man, um, anything else? Anything else that popped off for you? You should saw it um, a little serious here, but you want to lighten it up a little bit, we can. I, I know, right? I wish I did have a, uh, a funny, uh, <laughs> A funny or, or or a story that could line up the mood, but I'll say this as you know, just kind of a positive message to end the show. Um, you know, with everything that is going on, you know, just kind of look at it as a situation or 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 uh, a way for you personally to make a positive impact on the world. You see everything that's going on, so don't fall into that pool of negativity of people that is. Uh, killing, you know, other people senselessly, or, you know, just being racist towards another person. Like, just cut all of that out, man. Just figure out how you can make a positive impact and roll with that. You know what I mean? That's that's the one thing that you can do to lift up your spirits is to realize and acknowledge. Realization and, and acknowledgement are two things that will lead to, you know, a po- more positive world. If you realize the the bull crap that's going on, you can make a change. And if you acknowledge it, you know you can you can also uh, do some things to make a change as well. So just do those two things, and hopefully, you know it'll make everything a little better. Yeah, man, I, I agree one hundred percent. You know, and, uh, that's why we always go to Brother Chen at the end of the show for a positive message because he always gives us gives us the good work. <laughs> I try, man. I try. I might have to start charging. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you have to. Y'all want that good word? You might have to get give a little something. <laughs> Some sponsorships out there. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, y'all. Well, that is gonna do it for us today. As always, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, at Real Game with Crit and Jen. Follow us on Instagram now at RGCC, and uh, follow us on Twitter at Crit and Chin. Uh, we'll get those the same soon for you guys. So make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe so you can get the podcast whenever they drop. So, Absolutely. as always, take care of each other. Until next time. Out. Oh.